Good evening. I'm Paul Drienzo with these headlines. A jury in Washington, D.C. has awarded $148 million in damages to two former Georgia election workers who sued Rudy Giuliani for defamation over lies spread about them in 2020. I am quite confident when this case gets before a fair tribunal, it'll be reversed so quickly it'll make your head spin. And the absurd number that just came in will help that, actually. The verdict follows emotional testimony from Andrea Shea Moss and her mother, Ruby Freeman, who became the target of a false conspiracy theory pushed by Giuliani and other Republicans, trying to keep then-President Donald Trump in power. Giuliani still faces criminal charges accusing him, Trump, and 18 others with attempting to subvert the election in Georgia. Giuliani has pleaded not guilty in that case. And Israeli troops on Friday mistakenly shot to death three hostages in a battle-torn neighborhood of Gaza City, and an Israeli strike killed a Palestinian journalist in the south of Gaza. The soldiers mistakenly identified the three Israelis as a threat and opened fire on them. That's according to an army spokesperson. Part of the complexity here is that we're fighting in a civilian environment where almost all of the RPG crews and uh, that have been attacking our tanks and our troops have been dressed in civilian clothes. It creates a very dynamic and challenging combat environment. Hamas seized about 140 captives in October and released over 100 in swaps for Palestinian prisoners last month. More than 130 are believed to still be in captivity. New York attorney Stanley Cohen has represented Hamas in past legal battles. He tells WBAI Israeli Prime Minister Benjamin Netanyahu doesn't care about the hostages. He set out with the goal of destroying as much infrastructure and killing as many people, displacing as many Palestinians in Gaza as he could, knowing full well that sooner or later the West was going to rein him in. I suspect that's going to happen fairly soon. He's accomplished what he set out to do. The three young men had been abducted from Israeli communities near the Gaza border. And today was the last day of Hanukkah, the Jewish festival of lights, two weeks before Christmas, one of the most beloved Christian holidays. Usually tourists and believers flock to Bethlehem on the West Bank, where the Bible says Jesus was born. But this year, with war raging in Gaza, there are no festivities planned. The founder and president of Dar al-Kalima University in Bethlehem is Mitri Rahib. He says Gaza was the home of a small but ancient Christian Palestinian community before the war. There are less than 1,000 Christians left. They have deep roots in that city. Half of them were refugees from 48. 20% of them were killed in an airstrike on the Greek Orthodox Church. This is the end of the Christian presence in Gaza with this war. On October 10th, an Israeli bomb destroyed the Greek Orthodox Church of St. Porphyrius in Gaza, where many Palestinian Christians had sought shelter. The IDF said there was a Hamas base nearby. Rahib says the story of a Jewish-Palestinian family fleeing a tyrant in the north to find shelter in Bethlehem is the story of Gaza. He says the message of peace is also the same. Peace on earth, it's not the Pax Romana, peace that the Romans wanted to bring through military oppression and subjugation of the native people, but the peace that Jesus came to actually preach that is on justice, on dignity, on equality, what Palestine and Israel need. Rahib adds the war against Gaza has nothing to do with religion. We don't see it as a religious conflict. Christian Jews and Muslims were living together for quite a while in good neighborhoods. The problem started when European Jewish settlers came here 
to take over Palestinian land and eliminate the native people. Pope Francis, who heads the Catholic Church, says he supports an immediate ceasefire in Gaza. And in another war-torn part of the world, a town councillor in a village in Ukraine threw three grenades into a meeting today. Twenty-six people were wounded, three seriously. The motive is unknown, but weapons have become easy to find throughout Ukraine. And the sun spit out a huge flare along with a massive radio burst on Thursday, causing two hours of radio interference in parts of the United States and other sunlit parts of the world. The National Oceanic and Atmospheric Administration said it was one of the largest solar radio events ever recorded. According to the Space Weather Forecasting Center, multiple pilots reported communication disruptions with the impact felt across the country. Paul DiRienzo, New York.